Hi, I'm Felicia, and you're listening to episode 118 of Five Songs Set. This episode is the third in my series of three episodes featuring music from the big band era. These songs are all from 1940 to 1946, which was pretty much the end of that period. Of course, World War II dominated these years. The U.S. joined the war at the end of 1941 with the attack on Pearl Harbor, and the war continued until 1945, when the Cold War began. So why did the big band era end? Wikipedia says that many factors led to the demise of the swing era. There was a recording ban from August 1942 until November 1944, when the union that most jazz musicians belonged to told its members not to record until the record companies agreed to pay them each time their music was played on the radio. On top of that, there had been an earlier ban of musicians' union songs from radio stations. World War II had made it harder for bands to travel around. There was a cabaret tax that was as high as 30%. Plus, musical tastes were changing, and bebop was on the rise. Though Ellington and Basie were able to keep their groups together, by the end of 1946, most of their competitors were forced to disband, bringing the swing era to a close. Bebop, which took the place of swing, was a faster, more complicated style of jazz that wasn't intended for dancing, but instead for closer listening. The famous musicians from that period were Charlie Parker and Thelonious Monk. One of my friends who really encouraged my interest in jazz is currently sick, so this episode is dedicated to her. I'm thinking of you, Liz. We're going to start off with Jump Joe by Larry Clinton and his orchestra. The song was recorded on October 8, 1940. Clinton was a trumpeter and popular arranger. According to Wikipedia, the Clinton band's repertoire was split between pop tunes of the day, ambitious instrumentals penned by Clinton, and swing adaptations of classical compositions. This last category swept the industry, and orchestras everywhere were swinging the classics by adding pop lyrics to melodies by Debussy and Tchaikovsky. His version of Debussy's Reverie, with vocalist Bay Wayne, was particularly popular. Entitled My Reverie, his version peaked at number one on Billboard's record-buying guide in 1938. Clinton quit the music business at the outbreak of World War II to join the Air Force, where he rose to the rank of captain. He returned to the music business after the war and remained active in it until the early 1960s. Here is Jump Joe by Larry Clinton and his orchestra. Thank you. 
That was Good Queen Bess by the Johnny Hodges Orchestra, recorded on November 2, 1940. It turns out that Good Queen Bess was actually Queen Elizabeth I, who ruled England from 1558 to 1603. I'm including a link to a nursery rhyme about Good Queen Bess in the show notes, but I have no idea if it's related to the song. As for the group, Johnny Hodges was an alto saxophone player who played with Duke Ellington for a good portion of his career. Wikipedia says, in Ellington's eulogy of Hodges, he says, never the world's most animated showman or greatest stage personality, but a tone so beautiful it sometimes brought tears to the eyes. This was Johnny Hodges. This is Johnny Hodges. Next, we're going to hear I Dreamt I Dwelt in Harlem by Erskine Butterfield and his Blue Boys. This song was recorded on April 29, 1941 on Decca Records. I Dreamt I Dwelt in Harlem was originally recorded, also in 1941, by Glenn Miller and his orchestra. As for Butterfield, according to Wikipedia, he was an American pianist, singer, bandleader, and composer active in the 1930s to the 1950s, and best known for his boogie-woogie and swing piano style. Butterfield was credited with helping to invent the style of cocktail piano. Here is I Dreamt I Dwelt in Harlem by Erskine Butterfield and his Blue Boys. I'm high Cause I Dreamt I Dwelt in Harlem Romping Stomping Like they do In Harlem the rhythm had me jumping, it seemed. The jiving sent me out of my dreams. I'm high, cause I dreamt I dwelt in home. I dreamt I 
I'm in the Mood for Love by Coleman Hawkins and his quintet from January 31, 1944. This is the first song we've heard from the swing era that wasn't performed by a big orchestra. I think it was a sign that the era of big bands was drawing to a close. This song was originally published in 1935 and introduced, according to Wikipedia, by Francis Langford in the movie Every Night at Eight, released that year. According to an article by Ben Weinstock on RedHotJazz.com, 
From the classic period to the swing era, one player had a virtual monopoly on the tenor sax, that man being Coleman Hawkins, a.k.a. the Hawk or the Bean. Hawkins, born in 1904 in St. Joseph, Missouri, was not the first jazz man to play the tenor sax, but he was the leader in transforming it into a fully expressive, hard-driving jazz instrument. Following a 10-year period of getting the hang of that confounded contraption, the Hawk went on to a 50-year career filled with near-flawless playing as leader of his own groups, as well as with an amazing variety of other combos. He was an inspiration to dozens of top-notch jazz tenor men. I'll put a link to a few articles on Hawkins in the show notes, as there's a lot of information about him, and I can't do it justice. Now, before we go, Five Song Set is recorded under a Creative Commons, attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives license, so you can share it, but not sell it or change it. All the rights to the songs are held by the musicians. The show notes, which you can find on the Five Song Set website, contain links to all the bands and songs in this podcast, as well as lots of additional information. I'd like to thank Alexander Petersky for the theme music. If you would like to let me know what you think about the podcast, drop an email at fivesongset at gmail.com or comment on Facebook. You can subscribe to the podcast by following the instructions on the website or by going to the iTunes store. Lastly, we're going to hear Crazy Rhythm by Burton Eurasi and his sextet. This song is from around 1946. As with the previous one, it was performed by a small group instead of a big band. The song Crazy Rhythm is a jazz standard that was written in 1928 for a Broadway musical. According to Wikipedia, over 150 covers of the song have been recorded. As for the group, Wikipedia says, Burton Yossi was notable for his swing orchestra, which had a long-time association from 1933 to 1935 with the Palace Royal Dance Hall in Toronto considered the top-notch dance hall in Canada, where he earned his nickname Canada's King of Swing. Here is Crazy Rhythm by Bert Niosi and his sextet. <laughs>
Until next time, this is Felicia, signing off from St. Petersburg in Russia. Bye. 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 Bye.